This is the Four Seasons of Epic Fantasy, Season 1, Episode 3, Part 2. Along with having moments of of motivation, um, there's obviously going to be days where you're writing that you just don't want to write. What do you do in those days like that when you're just like, I don't feel like it? Uh, I've got an Xbox, which is really useful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Otherwise, I mean, it's... I think the last day that I came across this was probably is probably Monday actually. Um, <laughs> just had day. It was a combination of just working quite hard the previous week and just you know lack of sleep for the, the night before for just no reason whatsoever. Just you have one of sleep and so you just wake up and like I could use another one of those. Um, <laughs> and it was yeah just one of those off days and I just sat in front of my computer. I knew I had to do edits, not quite the writing, but still there's a lot of creative input. And I just didn't want to do it, and so I kind of procrastinated for a couple of hours, and which I actually use as a, a tool. So I will do something else. I will try and do some other type of work, um, so I'm still getting stuff done. If not, I will just go for a walk or go and take some pictures of some birds or whatever. <laughs> play Xbox, play bass, you know, get my mind separated essentially from whatever's causing me not to write, and then right. I will kind of analyze it, and then if. Well, usually what I do is I start to look at either my plan or I start to try and get excited of what I'm going to produce through the marketing. So either way, either if I take a break from it and just, just to think or I start working on something that's kind of uh, parallel to it, I find myself weaving back in through a bit of like, oh, okay, now come on, let's do this. Like, it's absolutely easier than I thought or I'm more excited about it than I thought. And I find that that can kind of, um, <laughs> kind of overcome, I wouldn't call it a block, but overcome that sort of um, just... Feeling, <laughs> yeah, just a discouragement with your book. Um, other than that, if that doesn't work, don't push it. I would say, and yeah, at that point, I'll just go out and <laughs> go for another walk or do something completely different, and just yeah, have a day off. Days off are incredibly important, and people see them as either being lazy or not actually accomplishing anything. But they are incredibly important for mental health, you know, physical health, uh, perspective. I can't tell you the amount of time. So just got so frustrated with the project I just put on I don't know some Marvel film sat you know yeah. on the couch with a you know, bucket of ice cream and just <laughs> suddenly like 15 minutes into I don't know Iron Man 2 and suddenly thought oh I get it that character's into yeah. and then you suddenly see something and it triggers it and you back in so it's important to have those days off and to have that time away from the project I wouldn't say 50-50 of your time. <laughs> I would say, you know, five hours of writing and five hours. You know, it's every now and again for me, but they are important to have wherever they suit you. To have those breaks. Well, I only have three questions left for you. Um, my, my, my next question for you is... In your career so far, and it's it's starting to become a pretty lengthy career that you've had for quite a while now. Um, what was what was the turning point for you? Um, that you know, yeah. What 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 was that turning point that you're like, okay, I'm gonna make it. <laughs> uh, oh, that's, that's a good one because I mean, my definition of made it has, like I said, you know, with those steps and you sort right, of right, right, um, yeah, a bit of feedback, and then there's a you know book in the bookstore, and then it was things like this and bestseller. I mean, when I set out, I mean, I, I do have quite, I have my sets set very high, so uh, bestseller status was something I really wanted to achieve, and I was really pleased to achieve that in December. Um, you know, even just in a small category in the UK, having that orange tag on Amazon was was you know really really uh, well, so pleasing actually to me. I think I got a bit drunk that night. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, there's, there was that was a, a quite a big turning point for me. And it's because I really switched around my marketing strategy and learned a lot of new marketing tricks from uh, some fellow authors last year who are kind of I've, I've always looked up to. And so we kind of got together in this big group, and um, you know, I was uh, really pleased to have met a load of them at cons as well, and just chatting online. And either way, it just kind of came up with this. Uh, I would say vastly different or top secret it's nothing new really or different to what other people and other successful authors are doing but I just focused on it a bit more and kind of changed my attitude and really did a lot of brand work and stuff and so it really changed it and obviously gave me the orange tags so I think that was probably yeah, one of the most amazing turning points for me um, and it's since December it's coming with the audiobook deal John Gerald obviously um, I reached out to him in kind of January as well so I've been chatting for a little while January for me forget now the, the, the year is flying by i'd say that much right. <laughs> and obviously with these these three books coming out in you know all together it's just seemed like a really exciting like three or four months so i think that is it's, yeah <laughs> really been a huge turning point other than that um 2015 going full-time on books i think you know just kind of starting to make the amount of income from that and shelf help and events and stuff that really just didn't mean i have to work for anyone doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> right. I, I have a real problem with, well, not a real problem, but I'm having done a nine to five office cubicle job for quite a few years, well, until 2015. Um, I'm really against it. I mean, more so than I think for work. I mean, there's loads of people who do it, and obviously, for a lot of people, it's not a choice. I think for almost everyone, it's not a choice. And, Anyone who doesn't have a lack of choice, or wherever there's a lack of choice, I think in society I get really kind of angry and I'm on horse about. <laughs> so yeah, down with the nine to five is what I say. It'd be amazing if we had a world where everyone could be creative all the time and just making money out of what they love. But yeah, yeah. I think all of us just said amen. Yeah, <laughs> amen, brother. Um, so. Um, Second to last question. So, just for the for the people that are listening in, and for everybody, um, what is your latest book that you have coming out, and where can we buy it? Good question. <laughs> so, my uh, latest book, Breaking Chaos, um, it will be coming out on March fourteenth. Is the final book in the Chasing Graves trilogy. And uh, just for ease, depending on what device you uh, use or store you shop with, you can all be found at www.bengali.com. You can also find books two and uh, sorry, one books one and two, Chasing Graves and Grim Solace. They came out in December and January. So yeah, the whole series will be done in two weeks. <laughs> wow, impressive. Yeah, that's be you, you did all of your writing beforehand, right? And so that you were prepared to to kind of publish all in, in a row. Yes, I some of the writing ran over, but yeah, I completed the series and then um, kind of the first draft, and then started going through drafts one, two, and three, and four, etc. As I was releasing them, so kind of Grim Solace was finished maybe a month before. Um, Breaking Chaos might be a, <laughs> a little bit tight, seeing as I'm still finishing off one little chapter now. But it's just last minute changes, and everything's primed to go in the background. It's not something I'd recommend for you know, the first time self publishers, kind of doing all this stuff last minute, right. but it's, it's part accident, part just 
that's a little bit of experience, <laughs> just knowing what buttons to press and things to click and how long stuff takes and we can't push it a bit to the line. But yeah, pretty much finished. Let's say yes, just yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, I for one am very excited to, to read the rest of that trilogy. Um, it's been amazing so far. Um, really enjoying your writing style. Um, you telling us how great... I've, I've been so I've been trying to sell your book to everyone. It's it's an impressive. Book. Before we started this interview, I actually just downloaded it. It's right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like yours. Yeah. Leah just down. What did you do? We we just had a couple of our people yeah, just buy it right now. So. Yeah, I'm just sitting here on my phone. I'm going to Sweet. Well, well, Ben, I want I want I don't know. I was going to end it with kind of a silly question, but before before we get to the end, is there any other questions that anyone had for for Ben? question actually about internal formatting as an indie as an indie publisher to do the internal formatting of your book for uh, KDP for Nook and for for print did you manually do that yourself or did you have a pub a formatter do it for you or did you download a program to do it how do you how do you do that and make it look nice yeah I was quite a few ways of doing it personally what I did is uh, initially I, I actually just outsourced it so I um, uh, talking about the ebook formatting first year I initially outsourced it to a friend and then I found um, a company on the second book I've actually stuck with uh, for uh, since then actually <laughs> and they're a company that does all the interior formatting for the ebook and they'll produce it in you know your kindle format your mobi and your format for everywhere else which is uh, your epub and then see so, yeah, that's just really quick and simple um i did look into learning to use a program like caliber for instance and also looking into using caliber as well <laughs> and so yeah I, it's something i could learn it's not like i'm it's it's, it's not incredibly difficult once you actually get into it. Uh, it's just time for me. So I prefer to actually just be able to send the files off and not worry about, you know, a day or so where I'm just sat there kind of trying to edit the ebook. I also know that that company is very professional, very good at what they do, and they will get it to a certain level. Um, so yeah, I prefer to outsource. Um, with ebooks, sorry, with paperbacks, I actually, until Jason Graves, did all of those myself. That's something I did teach myself. Um, I've always just messed around with Word and pages on Mac, so I had a pretty damn good uh, knowledge of how to use word processors. So I just looked at a couple of books, did my research into you know, typesetting and things like that, and uh, yeah, kind of learned to do it myself. So it's just kind of a fun bit for me <laughs> in the publishing process. But with Chasing Graves, I wanted to up the level of kind of professionalism and also the uh, the uh, level of design. So I used my um, one of my cover designers that I work with, Sean King, the absolute legend that he is, has done these paperbacks for um, for Chasing Graves 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. So outsourcing is essentially what I do. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. That's that's impressive. Uh, so like, like I said, I did, I did a little bit of self-publishing, and it is hard to format your books. Uh -huh. It's a pain in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> but Jeremy, you, you had a question as well. Lean, lean in in front of my face, Jeremy, so you can see it. Oh, okay. Let me lean in. You, you'll have to block my face. <laughs> okay. How's it going? Um, just a question. How did you guys meet? Uh, I really find the networking that Raphael does pretty fascinating. How did you and Raphael meet oh my gosh. so we could have this interview? What's, yeah. your, what's your meet cue? <laughs> <laughs> I think I just, I just sent out a query to you. Yeah, it was uh, just over social, it was over Facebook essentially, wasn't it? It was a yeah. the boosted no, not a boosted post I did. <laughs> uh, that could have been. Um, it was something in the Grim Dark Fiction Readers and Writers Group. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, there, you, there's a there's a, a couple of specific fantasy and dark fantasy writers group that that Ben and I I think are both part of, and I don't know if it was you or if it was one of the other people that are part of that group. They 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 showed. I think it was actually you. You you posted the the image, the cover image for your, for book three, and I I loved it. I was like, oh, I'm so excited. This is gonna be so cool to read it. And uh, I I made a comment something along the lines, and you responded like, oh hey thanks, that's that's gonna be great. And I was like. Well, you know what? I want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, ben, ben is like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I love stuff like that. And I, I think it's brilliant the amount of people you meet on a daily basis on right. Twitter and Facebook. And that's why I mean, social media isn't for everyone. It can be you know, quite a burden. It can be very kind of stressful for a lot of people. Uh, it might not suit you know, everyone's uh, you know, idea of uh, kind of socializing. And it can sometimes be just a very scary place, but for a lot of people, um, a lot of other people, it's a wonderful, exciting, thriving place where you just can essentially start a conversation with anyone you meet, which is, yeah, it's kind of fun. <laughs> so yeah, I've met a lot of people uh, through that, and that's it's something I'm eternally grateful for in terms of uh, a marketing platform. Uh, I was I was at a convention just a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking to I believe a, a New York publisher, and she told me that you will miss every shot that you don't take, and um, Wayne Gretzky quote. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> basically was yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it, it stuck with me. You know, it, it's it, I think it's it's a quote that's been used by many people in in various forms, but you know, it stuck with me. It's like you know, if if I take the shot, and I do miss, I haven't lost anything. You know, it, by by approaching you and saying, Ben, can I have an opportunity to to sit down and pick your brain a little bit? You know, and if you if you would have said no, I'm like, oh, oh well. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, it's you don't. There are there's the the right way to ask, which is absolutely. I mean, you know, it's we chat through a Facebook group and things like that. But in terms of reaching out to um, reviewers or uh, agents and you know people who kind of get these. Requests all the time, let's say. <laughs> I get bombarded by these sorts of requests. There's a right way to ask. But also, yeah, absolutely, if you ask in the right way and it's appropriate, then why not ask? All you're going to be told is no or yes. <laughs> yeah, one of them makes you go further and the other one is, you know, it's not like right back where you started. You've gained experience, but you've definitely lost nothing. <laughs> yeah, and we plan, and it's like we plan on like sharing your stuff and, you know. Putting, this is this is all to, to help side. promote you, you know. It's, it's, it's. Uh, all, all ships rise if those sea level goes up right right <laughs> well um you know talking about about agents and approaching agents so you you got an agent recently how did you you know achieve such a such an amazing accomplishment as a self-published <laughs> writer that's that's really impressive so i'm really honored to be working with john and i was you know really really pleased when he actually responded because uh, i've reached out to quite a few agents over the last uh, years in general just for different things and uh, you know to pursue these different opportunities in areas that i can't reach and i've had some you know most of them have got back to me but there's you know there's the classic thing where agents are very busy and they can't get back to everyone so it's <laughs> while it's con it can be disheartening or sometimes come across as maybe a little rude to some people um you know it's something that it's kind of part and parcel of it so uh, when i reached out to john i was thinking well you know he might not respond um, we kind of 
yeah, we, we were friends on Facebook for a couple of months essentially because he's a, obviously a fellow contact of, of several of my friends and friends in common etc and he's well known in the industry so you know I just uh, instead of reaching out on Facebook actually I just uh, followed the instructions on his uh, on the literary agency website made sure to read those and you know, uh, like I said professionalism and <laughs> go about it in a professional way and uh, just because you know it's the, you know he's uh, an agent is would be a bit but it's now a professional relationship by be reaching out to him and proposing something professional so it only fits that essentially so yeah just reached out and uh yeah john got back to me pretty pretty quickly <laughs> which i was really really pleased with and it's yeah like i said an honor to be you know now working with him and to be a client of uh, jjla and like i said before <laughs> i'm really excited to see what happens and yeah it's it's part of the turning point that i mentioned and it's just, it's really hard to say how excited I am because <laughs> nothing's guaranteed. It's not like you get an right. agent and then boom, you get contract, contract, contract. It can take years, it can never happen. It can be, yeah. But it's, it's just an area that I'm really excited to explore um, because I couldn't reach those before and all have the contacts that he has or that other agents have. So that's what an agent can do for you is, is just get you places and get your books places and in front of people you might not ordinarily have the chance to. And so, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hopefully exciting 2019 yeah. hopefully well congratulations Ben um, do you guys have any other final questions or so my, la- my last my last question to you it's a silly question it's kind of it's kind of a dumb question but uh, who, who would win in a battle an undead dwarf with diamond skin or an invisible dragon with laser eyes oh, gosh. <laughs> undead dwarf with diamond skin uh, the dragon was what? Invisible. Invisible dragon with laser eyes. <laughs> uh, d- dwarf. I'm going to go for the underdog. Well, he seems like the underdog just from his stature, but actually. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll, I'll go dwarf. I'm going to stick with it. All right. Awesome. Good to know. Good to know. We'll have to make a poll on that. Um, <laughs> but... Ben, uh, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in with us, for for uh, connecting with us, and having this awesome opportunity to to pick your brain, to talk to you for a little bit. So, oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for for inviting me to uh, chat with you. Yeah, it's been really good to share my <laughs> weird little stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, we 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 loved them. Um, well, this has been the the four seasons of Epic Fantasy, and we've uh, had a wonderful conversation with Ben Gelly. Go buy his books right now.